Welcome to your midweek pick-me-up. This is Mind, Body, Purpose with April Judd and Michelle Stevenette. Each episode provides three tangible ways to improve your life. One to nourish your mind, one to connect to your body, and one to live in your purpose. This is where you find confidence to go so you can have confidence to be. We're so glad you're here. Hey, friends, welcome. Uh, it's Mind, Body, Purpose with Michelle Stevena and April Judd. We are... Say hi, April. Hi. <laughs> we are... Waiting for that moment. <laughs> We're still learning how to do an intro together. We are. <laughs> um, today, we are talking failing with enthusiasm and actually super excited about this topic for many reasons and it's a really good episode. It I'm is. excited about it. I'm excited so, too. Of course, when we talk about failing, we're not talking about um, the kinds of failures of like snapping at your family members or, you know, doing things that are out of alignment with who you are. Right. It's it's tongue in cheek, really. More of a self-deprecating failing. And really, um, when we're talking about failing with enthusiasm, we're not actually talking failing at all. It's right. No, this is uh, something that just requires some courage and maybe getting a little bit out of your comfort zone and, uh, but being willing to fail. Yes. It's kind of a thing. So you in, in being willing to fail, you're actually succeeding, but it's just that thought of, I am willing to see what happens in the end. I'm willing to grow. I'm willing to experience what I need to, including failure. Yeah. In order to get what I need to. Yeah. And so in, in order to even practice this skill, there are some underlying beliefs that really need to be in place or underlying understandings. And one of them is that you have to truly believe and understand that your value is not at stake, that it's not going to be in question, that whatever choice you're making or whatever version of action you're, you are moving forward with, regardless of the outcome, your value is still intact. Yes. Uh, being willing to fail doesn't make you a failure. Right. Right. Uh, so that's the first one. And the second one is that we also have to have this belief that everything is serving us, that in some way it's whatever the outcome is, whether it's what you want the outcome to be or not, that it's a win. So you either win or you learn. And so you're winning. You're No matter what the outcome actually turns out to be, um, it's it's a win. And it will work out for end. really the good, for your good. Yeah, there's always a gain involved with what you're doing. Absolutely. Okay, so if you have those two understandings in place, mm-hmm then it just sets you up for being able to fail with enthusiasm, right? Yeah, those are kind of the prerequisites for failure. Did you know there were prerequisites for failure? (laughs) I have no idea. Well, there they are, prerequisites for failure. Yes, and so failing with enthusiasm, it's sort of a form of owning our life experiences because it's it's, it's a proactive approach to your life, right? It requires us to have to, to purposely think thoughts about growth or think thoughts um, that feel useful for generating you know progress in some way and then to act from that place and then you just lather rinse repeat until you start seeing the results that you are that you are seeking and working towards and so right in order to own your life experience it's like we talked about last week you really have to be okay with being wrong and yeah. failure Being willing to fail, failing with enthusiasm, kind of just encompasses being okay with being wrong. Exactly. And so 
we realized that the last three episodes this month with accessing inner wisdom and discovering strength and owning your life experiences, they sort of just build up to today's episode, really. Mm-hmm. Um, because it takes some of that inner wisdom to understand your, your value, to believe in that, and to have that knowledge that it's intact regardless of the outcomes. And it does take some strength, that courage to, you know, to move forward and to do these things. And then, like you said, the owning your life experience to actually move forward. So... So now that you know that we've got, you know, kind of been building up to this, your prerequisites for failing with enthusiasm, let's get right into our takeaways. Yeah. Okay. So first one for your mind, our takeaway is be decisive. Mm. So this is sort of just confidence training, Mm -hmm. (laughs) confidence practice. And so we're talking about kind of smaller everyday type of decisions. We're not talking... Yeah, we're not talking major life decisions here. Like, let's not try to be incredibly quick and decisive with your major life decisions per se. However, my husband will tell you right now that I could use a crash course in making quick decisions when it comes to like, I don't know, choosing a restaurant or... Or what to make for dinner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All the things. It's like a running... Mostly because I feel like there's just so many possibilities and I like all of them and I would just choose all the decisions. And you're just so easygoing that it's easy to just sort of label the easygoingness as easygoingness as opposed to being indecisive. Yep. It's so much better when you label it as easygoing than indecisive. (laughs) I sound so much cooler as easygoing (laughs) than I do as indecisive. (laughs) But then what happens with being indecisive is it actually is a bit of an energy suck. (laughs) It keeps you stuck. So you're Mm -hmm. not really moving forward and and taking action. So it's wasting time Mm -hmm. and it prevents learning really because you're not going anywhere. You're not choosing one way or the other. So you're just kind of staying where you are. And we learn the fastest by just moving forward. Right. And I kind of think of like a, a car stuck in the mud. If you have, if you can't decide to go forward and you can't decide to go backward and you're not turning your wheels either direction, um, then you're just spinning out. Like your wheels are just going and you're not doing anything and you're not moving anywhere. But by default, you've made the decision not to go right and not to go left and not to put it in reverse and not to put it on the gas. And so that's your decision. Yeah. So indecision is actually a decision. It is a decision and you're not doing anything. So um, in order to fail with enthusiasm, you have to make a decision. Yeah. Just try. So even if it's just what ice cream flavor to pick. My son, when he was younger, struggled so hard with choosing ice cream. If we ever went to a place that had multiple flavors, he would sit there and stress over what ice cream flavor to get. And he always wanted me to choose for him. And I realized at one point, I'm like, no, this is really good practice for you to just decide. Like, what's the worst that can happen? You choose pistachio and you hate pistachio. What's the big deal? Then you know not to get pistachio next time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just choose. And then you learn. Choose, move forward, and there will be some learning involved. Either way, even if you made the perfect decision, maybe he chose pistachio and he was like, oh my goodness, I love myself some pistachio. Now he knows. Now you know. It's like when I, um, women with bangs. <laughs> Everyone wants to know if they're going to like bangs. Do you think I'll like bangs? Should I try to cut bangs? I really want to change my hair and my look, but I, I, I don't know. Do I, bangs? 
always, it's always a thought. And I tell everyone, I think at some point in time, everyone should experience bangs because then you've made a decision and either you will know that you don't like bangs and you'll never make that decision again, or you'll make the decision and maybe that becomes now a part of your hair repertoire is the possibility of bangs. Mm. Yeah. But people, a lot of, you'd be surprised at how many people sit there and just every single time wrestling with bangs or no bangs. Do I do it? Do I not do it? And Mm. you just got to move forward. You're going to, you're going to learn either way. Take away the struggle and just be like, we're just going to do it. Mm -hmm. And then it, you're not stuck in that wrestle and that energy suck. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Um, I love Dieter Uchtdorf said, we almost certainly will fail, at least in the short term. Rather than be discouraged, we can be empowered because this understanding removes the pressure of being perfect right now. Mm -hmm. If you realize that like there's a good possibility that I'm going to fail and I'm okay with that. In fact, I'm like enthusiastically moving forward and making this decision. Then you don't have that discouragement. Instead, Mm -hmm. you have this like confidence training of, oh yeah, like I don't have to be perfect. There's no pressure behind that. I might fail. In fact, I probably will fail and that's just fine. And it's really good for me. Yeah. In fact, this kind of failure uh, is actually a requirement. It's it's a it's not a maybe I'll fail, maybe I won't when I'm trying something. No, like this is actually something that just is part of the process. Whenever you are moving in a direction, mm-hmm. it's going. It's just just plan on it. Plan oh. on just plan on it. Yes, right? you've heard kind of the saying that success and failure live in the same neighborhood, and in order to be a success, you have to stop by failure's house. Yeah. <laughs> And it really, it's true. Just plan on it. It's going to be there. Be decisive about it. Move forward. Yeah. I, I remember as I was graduating from yoga teacher training, one of our mentors even said, um, get as much experience as you can. You're going to be awkward and messy at the beginning. It's going to feel sloppy and weird. <laughs> but just get that part over with. Like, just do it. And if you are so afraid of being messy and sloppy and awkward, then you will just be stuck and never become great mm-hmm. because you didn't dare go through that, right? Yeah. But just know that this is just kind of part of the process. It's not going to be beautiful and perfect Well, the and beginning. Exactly. And instead of if you're, you know, hold up in this fear of perfection or making a decision or failure, mm-hmm. then you'll be training yourself in fear rather than training yourself in confidence. Mm. If you're stuck in the spot where you don't want to make the decision, you don't, you're nervous for being awkward. You feel the pressure of perfection. You don't want failure to be an option or even part of your life. Then you are training yourself in fear rather than training yourself in confidence. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that. And when you, we have kind of that fear of failure, it, can really be solved by finding more acceptance and love for yourself and knowing that, yeah, I'm going to be kind of awkward or clumsy and, and it's okay. It's okay. In fact, it's good for me. Yes. Like, why can't that be a positive thing? It can be. Yeah. I mean, it's messy and it's uncomfortable and all the things involved, but eventually like it's, it will be to uh, back to our prerequisites, 
your benefit. Yeah, for sure. So be decisive is the what is our takeaway for the mind. Just practice being decisive on those little everyday easy decisions. I mean, I say easy. Sometimes they don't feel easy. No. But they're low stakes, I should say. Fail and fail fast. Yes. Okay, so for the body, April, you've got a good one for this. Yes, our body is try something new. And I have a few examples of recent things, one of them actually today. But uh, during quarantine, we kind of had set up a pickleball court on our backyard basketball area and taped it all off. And um, some of like the family members we've gotten together with, like pickleball is a really great social distancing thing. I want to come play. It's, it's really fun. <laughs> and it's so not fun. fun because I'm good. I'll tell you that much right now. So trying something new. I am not a pickleball person. I'm not a tennis person. I'm not even a ping pong person. Like a racket in my hand and a ball flying at me is like just not my thing. It's not not terribly natural. It's not supernatural. <laughs> and my inclination is to not really want to try something that I could not be good at because I my feelings might be hurt because I might feel like a failure. Well, and you kind of want to do stuff that you feel good at oh for sure you i (laughs) do want to feel stuff but there's a lot of really good really good about doing things that you're kind of going to fail at or not be great at and i really enjoy pickleball i'm not very good like i'm okay my team usually loses and um at some point in time i do something during the game that's terribly embarrassing and we all end up having a good laugh Um, (laughs) but you're stretching out of your comfort zone totally stretching and being willing to be clumsy absolutely willing to be clumsy and grow and at the end of the day who cares like does it really matter um and that's totally outside my comfort zone is trying something new my other thing this is totally in my comfort zone and this happened this morning in my yoga class i have been practicing yoga fairly regularly uh as of late And we were trying kind of a balance and a balance and a bind situation where I kind of was, I had threaded, and if you're understanding yoga terminology, you'll understand this, (laughs) like threaded the needle and was doing a bind. And what this really means for those of you who don't practice yoga is that I was laying on my side with my arm extended out in front of me on one shoulder and my one leg was bent behind me and I was trying to grab it with my arm. My other I wish arm. you could all see her right now. Trying to see me trying to explain what I did with her arms. But in my head, I was like, yeah, I'll totally, I will tro- totally try this thing. And our instructor was so great. He's like, and if you wobble and that's like part of it and just get back in it and try again. And like, I anticipated a little bit of failure. Like, right. You're okay, like, yeah, it's, it's new. I'm going to wobble. Yeah, I'm going to wobble. I'm figuring it out. I'll fall a little bit, but I'll just pick myself back up real quick and whatever. Um, I failed real good. <laughs> like I full on fell out of it, rolled next to me and ended up right next to the person that was next to me who was six feet away. Like that's how far away her mat was from my mat. That's how bad I failed. And I just giggled at myself and the adorable instructor was like, Hey, we did it. It was outdoor yoga. Hey, that grass feels pretty good when you fall, huh? <laughs> sure does. <laughs> and it was okay because I did not expect myself to be perfect at this yoga pose. Um, I expected failure. I didn't expect that big of a failure. Well, and I've heard this yoga teacher say, like, if you fall, it's bonus points, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, really? which I love. That is teaching me so much. So try something new. Try something new outside your comfort zone. Try something new inside your comfort zone. Just try it. Physically, in your body, think of something new 
that slightly, I don't know, terrifies you might be the wrong word, but makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's even um, just something as simple as like jump roping or hula hooping or whatever. Maybe try yoga class if you've never been to a yoga class. It might feel a little awkward and, you know, foreign, but... Um, but being willing to just be open to trying something new, it's just another form of confidence training, really. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I honestly would feel more confident going into another silly yoga pose next time, knowing that, like, oh, yeah, I remember last time when I fell. Like, was it the end of the world? No. Did I literally fall flat on my face? Yes. Right. And am I okay? Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It kind of right. takes away the power of the fear. It, like, just it just d- dissolves that altogether mm-hmm. and makes it okay to to fail. It takes away the power of failure in your mind. It's yeah. like this huge scary thing, and when it gets down to it, it's not. You can do it. You can fail with enthusiasm. Yeah. We're telling you how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in your body, it was try something new. Physically, yes. try something new. Yes. All right. On to our purpose. Purpose. Allow for room to grow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so y'all have probably heard of Carol Dweck, who um, really talks about the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset. Mm-hmm. And I love when she says, at the heart of what makes the growth mindset so winsome is that it creates a passion for learning rather than a hunger for approval. Mm-hmm. I repeat that. It creates a passion for learning rather than a hunger for approval. I love that. So let's talk about that in um, the realms of our spirituality. Yeah. So what this sort of speaks to, to me, is when you have a passion for learning, you have sort of this perspective or understanding that you don't know it all, and it's okay to not know it all. Mm -hmm. And that it's okay to be a work in progress and we should be our whole entire life. We're not actually supposed to know it all. And that doesn't mean that we're wrong because we haven't figured everything out or that we're less than because we still have questions. It just means that this is part of our experience and we're supposed to have some, you know, questions and some struggles and some, um, areas that we just don't really know and and that's okay yeah I concur um, elder Lynn Robbins in a conference talk a couple of years ago uh, talked about moving from failure to failure he said instead of going from failure to failure it's growing he talks about growing from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm and I like that idea of just knowing that that that's what's happening, that we can have this growth mindset and we can have a passion for learning and that we don't have to know it all. There's always more. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of those things where if you have, especially in terms of your spirituality or of your faith tradition or religion or um, the gospel, whatever it is for you, if you have a genuine curiosity and interest, it adds to the longevity of your ability to continue growing to Mm -hmm. it's not like you finally arrive at this destination where you've reached your potential of growth it's wide open Mm -hmm. um this reminds me i have a friend from college that i've kind of observed um going through uh i don't know maybe what you'd call like a faith crisis 
but mostly she's just kind of examining things that she's learned throughout her life, some cultural within our religion and some, you know, teachings and uh, practices that she's just trying to decide what, where she has to be, what serves her, what doesn't. And she's really wrestled long and hard with, okay, well, am I in or am I out? And some days I feel super in and I really want to be all in on this church and this religion and this gospel. And other days it is so obvious to me that I am out and I've already been out and I just can't even go back in because I'm so far out of this. And she, it really is like, she's two different people. On one hand, she's more Mormon than all the Mormons. On the other hand, she is running in the other direction. And she just has wrestled with this. Yeah, sounds conflicting. Super conflicting. And she said, when I finally let go of this idea that I had to know, and I had to know completely where I was and if I was in or if I was out, she said it was like this huge weight lifted off of her shoulders. And she didn't need to know it all. In fact, she could be curious and interested and it could be a work in progress and she could study and she could learn and that could be part of what her faith is right now. That could be, you know, in the middle of this is having that be part of her process. I love that so much because I think that, first of all, I super admire her seeking Mm -hmm. and having sort of that awareness to even look at look at her beliefs and look at what she's learned and and kind of analyze and decide intentionally what feels right and what maybe feels a little off or something and I think that that's really important for all of us to do um at some point is to be like okay what do I what do I hold dear and what's what's important to me and um it's really been quite inspiring honestly it's been one of those things to watch kind of from an outside perspective but to see some of the questions that she asks and some of the genuine curiosity behind things, you know, has made me think about the things that I believe and the things that I really grasped onto and feel very strongly about and my, you know, some incredible beliefs. And there's others that, you know, I'm kind of deciding what I want to be a part of we've had this conversation before. I'm going to use the same example that we've used in previous episodes, but I think it applies to this, to everything really in your life. And it's kind of this analogy of we each have this garden and so many things have been planted in this garden on our behalf, things from your parents and things from culture and things from the world and things from friends and some things maybe you put in there and Now you get the opportunity to always look at your garden and decide if you want to pull some things out of your garden that are no longer serving you. Maybe you don't want that thing to grow, so you're going to get rid of it and possibly you pulled it out, but those roots were really strong and they're sticking in there. And so you might have to dig it up again. And there are other Mm -hmm. things that you want to plant in your garden that you would love to see grow that you've noticed are just not in there yet. And I love that that's something that you specifically have the opportunity to cultivate yourself. Mm -hmm. That we are each like the create the curators of our own gardens. Mm -hmm. And the truth is whether we're in or out or wherever we are, 
we're going to have some parts that are spot on and some parts that were just not quite right, no matter where we are, because that's just part of earthly life. That's part of being a human. And so we, we're all a work in progress, whether we're, no matter where we are. Mm-hmm. And um, I do love that garden analogy. I don't think you've shared that with me before. Oh. If you have, then it has slipped my mind. Mm. Well, um, new information then. Yeah. <laughs> Because nothing really is that black and white. Um, And if we think that we have to be choosing and that it's either right or wrong, and there's a chance that I might be getting this wrong, that's super scary. And that is fear, obviously. And what we're talking about with failing with enthusiasm is really much more of a a place of acceptance and love and operating from, from those kinds of emotions and letting fear kind of dissolve and not have the same power. So this really, truly, what we've been talking about this whole time can in some ways be boiled down to fear and love Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, in some ways. I love that. Yeah. I do. Okay, so your purpose. Allow for room to grow. All right, let's review our three. Okay. Um, So the mind. Be decisive. Body. Try something new. And the purpose. Allow room to grow. Okay, say it out loud challenge. I kind of want like this background music of the 80s ballad, like the shout it, shout it, shout it out oh, I'll loud. see what I can do. <laughs> Find some of that can music. Can you please think that in the background while I say what my say it out loud challenge is? That's now, good, every that's time good. y'all hear that song, you're going to think of our say Thank it out you. loud challenge. <laughs> Saying it out loud brings it to the present and helps you figure out a place for this in your life um more of a tangible takeaway for you michelle what is your say it out loud challenge which one of these are you going to apply to your life i didn't this think week? about it ahead of time oh. i don't know let me decide really quick better Ooh, th- practice being decisive <laughs> better thinking about it right now <laughs> okay well i know exactly what mine is which is being decisive <laughs> because i'm i'm i've been trying the past few years honestly this has been on my mind a lot which is just make a decision it is not that big of a deal And knowing that I have already been working on this for at least two years actively, even when I do like, you know, go to order a meal at a restaurant using your example from earlier, Mm -hmm. I still kind of like go back and forth with it for a second and not just in the terms (laughs) of like, oh, that sounds good. That sounds good. All right. I'll go with this one. I really always think like I'm the person at the restaurant that wants to know what everyone else is ordering because maybe that will like sway me in some way Mm -hmm. to know what decision is the best one right (laughs) not so i would like to practice just failing fast with enthusiasm just go fail and go Go, make a decision be decisive it's all in my head i actually am going to choose the same one as you this time being decisive because you waited for me to make my decision (laughs) that's right Yes, I'm following your example, April. Um, but yes, I just feel like this is one that... I, I feel like I've made some pretty good progress on this one in my life. But there's definitely some room to grow here as well. And I do love sort of just that confidence training, that practice of like, I'm just going to go with this. Um, so yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose the same one, be decisive. I really need the pressure to... I mean, like who cares? The You don't have a pressure to be perfect when you're ordering your meal. Um, but really I love the idea that it takes away the pressure to be perfect. Yes. I love that. I am a recovered, recovering 
perfectionist. Perfectionist, yeah. And any time that I can not be perfect is... And everyone's going to look at me and be like, what? How are you a perfectionist? There's (laughs) so much about you that is not perfect. (laughs) However, it's like a, it's a work in progress. I'm always trying very hard to keep that at the forefront of my mind. So we are both going to make really wonderful, possibly terrible, quick decisions. (laughs) It's going to be great. All right. Uh, I do have a little bit of a baby bird thing that I was thinking of. Back to our baby birds and empty nests. Um, So speaking of failure and failing with enthusiasm, I was talking with a friend the other day about kind of a situation that was socially super uncomfortable that we had to walk our children through. Mm. It happened to be with another kid in the neighborhood and um, it was kind of a cringy situation, like not awful, but one that you were like, ooh, well, guess it's better now for us to learn this weird social thing than to you know have you learn it when you're like a teenager right and we both kind of looked at each other like right other mom that we're doing this okay yeah um and I really appreciate the opportunity to allow my children to fail within the comfort of my home yeah there's sort of a it's the safest place it's the safest place and it's not actually easy like I keep on telling myself like it's easy that oh yeah, I can totally let them fail. But it is so much harder to allow them to fail mm-hmm. than it is to just set them up specifically for success. Yeah, just to do it for them. Yeah. Oh, help them out. A very simple and small example that I can actually speak to. I didn't get permission to share the cringy neighborhood situation. <laughs> so I'll share this one is that my kids leave their shoes outside a lot. And um, I spend a lot of time, like at the end of the day, I'll kind of walk outside in the backyard to see what they've left and where it is and, you know, take it all back to their rooms and put it right back in their closets where it belongs so that when they wake up, they think that like the shoe fairy just did it for them. It's just they're right where they always are supposed to be. Yep. Clearly they're responsible, which would be false. Yeah. (laughs) And so lately I've just stared at the shoes outside knowing that, okay, the sprinklers are going to go on. That pair of shoes is going to get wet. And I'm just going to leave it right there. And they're going to wake up and we're going to leave the house, which is inevitably happens. Can I get your shoes? And they remember their shoes are outside and they run outside. Oh, man, mom, my shoes are all wet. Oh, darn oh, it. Okay, well, your church shoes are down there. Do you want to put those ones on? What? They were my church shoes? <laughs> yeah, but it's not church. Oh, dang. Either mm. wet shoes or church shoes. Seems like a lesson there, pal. Um... That is way easier said than done. Yeah. Way yeah. easier said than done. And that's like a really small, like the simple example. natural consequences. And there is a whole lot of real emotion involved that comes with the idea of your child failing at something that you could have possibly prevented. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're thinking, I'm just being a good mom by bringing their shoes in for mm-hmm. them. And I don't want their shoes to get ruined. I don't want them to have to wear wet shoes tomorrow. Yeah. So, Yeah. And good job, Mama. Oh, well, I mean, mm, yeah. we'll see. But that—that's like a simple one. Obviously, they get harder, and there are real life things that um, you're so terrified for them to experience the feelings of failure that we worry a lot about our children. Yeah, and what will happen if they have to fail? Yeah, and what a perfect training ground within the safety of your home. I mean, for them, but also for me. 
Because, like, watching my 10-year-old fail at something and watching my 8-year-old fail at something within, like, the comfort of my home is probably a whole lot easier than watching them fail at something possibly bigger as a teenager or as an adult. So we're training them and we're really training me, (laughs) (laughs) which I've decided is kind of how parenthood is in general, which is I think that, like, I'm here to teach them. Right. Right. But most of the time, they're the ones who uh, walk away teaching me. And I always think that, man, like this is a really uh, hard and wonderful and quick way to ensure that I am growing and honestly failing with enthusiasm. Mm. So there you have it. Bravo. Fail with enthusiasm, team. Good job, April. You can do it. Okay. We will see y'all next week. If you are sharing our podcast on social media, on Instagram with a friend, maybe you're texting it, tell us. Will you tag tag us, us, please? And then we can give you a shout out as well. And then we can be friends with you. Because apparently we've heard through the grapevine some people have been sharing but not tagging us. So tag us. (laughs) So tag us. If you're going to post, we would love to see it and hear about it and give you some love back. Yes, please do. And don't forget that, you know, Apple really loves those awesome five-star reviews. That would be cool, too. If you could do that, (laughs) we'd love you forever. All right. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Hey, thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode and invest in yourself. We truly believe confident, caring women like you are changing the world.